everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. And today I have a wonderful guest with me, Susan. Hi, how are you? Hello, and I'm, I'm good. Go on. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself? Who are you and what do you do? Sure. So my name is Susan Kellett and I am a personal trainer predominantly, but I'm also a health and wellness coach and a life coach as well. And I run a business called Fempower. And I work with women of all ages, um, just generally trying to get them into strength training, uh, improve their relationship and education around food and nutrition, Mm -hmm. as well as get them feeling free within their life and, you know, constant dieting and and just generally feeling fabulous. If you leave my studio feeling better than when you arrived, then my job has done. Amazing. And that's exactly what I want to speak to you, because I think you have such a great energy about you just bring the best out of people and so positive all the time as well so I love it um so how did you end up being becoming a personal trainer how did you end up in this realm in this world okay so it's a bit of an interesting backstory my um career background is actually in the oil and gas industry so I used to work offshore on the oil rigs and that's where I met my husband and we bought a house. I'm from Fife in Scotland, but we ended up buying a house down in Chester because it was nearer to my husband's family. So after a couple more years of working offshore, I thought, right, this isn't really long-term for me. So what, which direction do I want my life to go in? What do I enjoy doing? I like eating. I also like exercising. So I thought, okay, personal training seemed, you know, the, the right route to go down. So I did my qualifications And I ended up working from a commercial gym in Chester called Total Fitness. And I was surrounded by a completely fantastic team of PTs. So within the six years that I was there, I was mentored by some amazing people. I learned so much. I spent, you know, money and time on my education and growing my sort of knowledge base, my business, my experience. I've done, I've sort of had my fingers in every pie in terms of fitness from bikini bodybuilding competitions to power lifting competitions to strongman. Um, And then when I had my son, uh, gosh, three and a half years ago, I realized when I was pregnant, just what the female body is capable of. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I have just been focusing mainly on feeling healthy feeling strong, feeling fit, and wanting to empower as many women as possible to know how good they're supposed to feel. Um, So Fempower actually was born about a month before the dreaded COVID hit. And it was just about the time that the gyms started to shut and everything went into lockdown. And the whole country, of course, we all know, it just was a complete disaster. Um, So At the time, thankfully, my husband got stuck at home rather than stuck offshore on the oil rigs. So to keep him busy for the three months that he was at home, he converted our garage into a small gym just to (laughs) kind of keep us busy so that we could exercise. And when everything started to open up again, um, kind of in the the summer of 20, was it 2020? Yeah, 2020. a few of my clients who'd all gone on to Zoom sessions. So I managed to retain all of my clients. I was doing Zoom calls, doing exercise in their living room. You know, it was, you had to do what you had to do. But when the gym started to open up again, every single one of my clients said, look, Susan, we're not comfortable going back into the gym. We don't know if it's Mm -hmm. safe. We just feel a little bit uncomfortable with all those people there. 
And I said, right, no problem. That's fine. Um, come to my garage. Let's do a few sessions from there. And they never left. <laughs> so <laughs> my garage gym very quickly became a private personal training studio, much to my husband's annoyance, because he was like, he had to book in when he had to train because I was <laughs> that busy. So it turns out that there's a massive demand for women who wanted to train within the privacy of a safe space mm -hmm. where they're not going to be judged for maybe doing something wrong or wearing the wrong thing or not knowing what to do full stop. Um, and then, yeah, it was a it was a great curve for me. Um, I did a lot of business development, obviously going from a commercial gym and then moving into a private studio, mm -hmm. I didn't have you know access to gym members or anything. So I had to kind of look at new ways of finding new clients, getting my name out there, and just generally staying on top of my game. So that's kind of that's kind of how I became the health coach, lifestyle, mm -hmm. wellness all that kind of thing. Because so many people, women come to me and say, I want to lose weight and tone up. That's that's nine times out of 10. That's what they want. Yeah. But then after some questioning, after we've had a discovery call or a little sit down in my studio and we get down to the nitty gritty of the why, why do you want this? How do you feel? Mm -hmm. All they want is to be more comfortable in their own skin and to feel more confident prancing about in their underwear in front of their boyfriend or their husband or they've had kids and they just want to feel like feel like they did before they had children and make themselves a priority again. So I'm not sure whether I've gone off piste on that question. Um, no, that's fantastic. I was actually yeah. ask you, no, I was going to ask you because obviously I'm a life coach. So that mm -hmm. is my jam. But I'm just interested, what led you to become kind of learn more about life coaching as well? And how does that connect to be teen working with the body? What is that connection? Okay, so the reason that I wanted to be a qualified life coach was because, like, I had no intention of going into purely life coaching. I, I'm staying within the fitness and health um, range. Um, but there are so many deeper rooted reasons for women wanting to feel good about themselves and mm -hmm. to, and having that extra layer to my skill set so somebody comes to me for personal training I will get them doing all their exercises I'll make sure that they're performing everything correctly um, I have online clients as well so I have calls with them I get them to video their sessions and just make sure that they're exercising properly mm -hmm. but as a as another layer to the onion as I call it we look at the other factors that can affect how you feel mm -hmm. how's your sleep how's your stress levels what is your focus this week in terms of your, you know, not just training and nutrition, but what are you doing to give yourself some self-love, um, self-care? You know, are you actually taking time for yourself? Are you getting out for a walk? Are you spending any time outside? What do you need to focus on to make you feel good? And if it's a case of, you know, somebody says, I want to feel I just want to feel better when I go on holiday or I want to run up the stairs and not get out of breath. Fitness ties into that, but so does everything else. You know, you can do all the training and eating as much chicken and broccoli as you want. But if you don't feel good within yourself and you're not working on yourself as, as a person, then 
that's something that needs implemented. So that's kind of what I do. It was just, just, just to add another slice to the pie. No, amazing. It makes so much sense as well. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk a little bit more about as well, especially the, as cheesy as that sounds and woo as that sounds, but like body, mind, soul connection. Yes. Because they all do come together eventually. I don't think you can, you can start working just one area of your life, but ultimately mm-hmm. you will come, they connect at some point. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. So to feel sort of more grounded within yourself, I'm a firm believer in... <sighs> I love the idea of being like really um, connected with nature and spiritual and all of the, the breathing and the yoga. And I love that, but I'm not one for, I'm also very science-based. I'm like one plus one equals two. And no matter how many affirmations you make, you're not going to change that. But having said that, a really good way to sort of connect your mind to your body is to fake it till you make it. So if your thoughts and visions in your head are negative, that's going to massively impact your physical being. If you get up, you look at yourself in the mirror and you just think, oh, I hate my love handles. My boobs are saggy. I've got wrinkles here. And I'm just saying this is exactly what goes through my head sometimes. I give myself a little shake and I'm like, stop it, Susan, change your state, look at yourself in the mirror and see all the positive things and say it out loud. If you say it out loud, it becomes real. And when you say it, it becomes real and physical. So I look in the mirror and I go, damn, you are fabulous. You are going to have an amazing day. Look at that body. It's super strong. You created a small human you look after your house, you're an inspiration to your clients. Now go and put on something fabulous and go and own your day. And it instantly just kind of lifts you up and you're like, yeah, I love this. This is great. And then act like it's already true. Like you might actually deep down inside feel so self-conscious putting on the shorts. Just can do it. Put on the shorts, wear the crop top, get your arms out in a vest. Nobody cares except you. So if you tell yourself that you're that fabulous, you'll soon start to believe it. So act like the person you want to be. And this also comes down to sort of looking at your future self. So just envision you've got, I don't know, a wedding to go to or a holiday in say six to eight weeks time. How do you want to feel when you're in that scenario? What are you wearing? What do you want to wear? How do you feel when you're wearing it? what do you need to do in order to become that person? Are the habits that you're doing today going to lead you to become that person? If the answer is no, then you have to ask, what is the one thing I can do today that is going to get me towards my future goals? And it's as simple as that. It's just a case of applying one small thing and doing that one small thing consistently. And actually coming from that as well, where do you think people get it wrong most common? What do you think is one thing that if you wish, like, and if you wish, if you had a magic wand, if you could just change one thing about humanity or how we perceive ourselves or how women act and talk about themselves or what they do, what would that thing be? What do you think everyone gets wrong or most people? The one thing people get wrong, I, from my opinion, would be how quickly they will see results. We live in a world where everything can happen instantly. If you want 
bigger eyelashes, you can go and have eyelash extensions put on. If you want bushier brows, you can go and have them laminated. If you want bigger, fuller lips, you can pay for lip fillers. You want, you want smoother skin, you can have Botox. You want darker skin, you can have fake tan. You want to look skinny, you can put on like what they called those tummy sucking pants things. Um, but the one thing you cannot buy is your health and your fitness. You can't order the ability to run five kilometers from Amazon. Other websites are available. <laughs> Shall I add yours to the, the end? <laughs> um, yeah, so putting in the work, people, women especially, want things now. You're not going to get it if you don't put the work in. So, yeah, I would say that's the one thing that many women expect. They expect results too quickly for not doing enough work. Yeah. It takes longer, does it? Sadly. <laughs> yes, I know. That's the really annoying thing. You have to, you know, do these little things, but you have to do them for a long time until they become habits. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say is one of the most kind of underrated exercise or people don't think, Ooh. oh, I'm, I'm not actually exercising, but actually makes a lot of difference if you make, make that consistent? That's a very good question with a very easy answer. Okay. Walking. Amazing. I was so, I was kind of hoping you will say that. <laughs> yeah. Walking, um, it's free. Anybody can do it. Um, I say that if you're able-bodied, anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. If you are, for example, in a wheelchair and you want to improve your general health, move in any way that you can. Mm -hmm. there you, you can do upper body exercises you can just generally work on your breathing um but yeah walking is a low physical stress activity that anybody can do in any weathers and it just improves your mood your mind and it burns calories mm -hmm. simples yeah I mean, I love walking. That's what I was hoping you'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> Validation for me. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Sorted. Yeah, exactly. No, absolutely. So another thing that I want to talk, ask you about as well, mm -hmm. if someone does want to work with a PT, mm -hmm. what to look for? Because there's so much information right now, yeah. isn't it? It's like, yeah. what are maybe those points that need to make sure that they happen before <clears> you <throat> pay someone money? Okay. So this depends on whether you are looking for someone to coach you one-to-one -one in a gym or a studio or have somebody as an online coach. Mm -hmm. So online coaching is huge just now. And it seems like everybody and their dog is an online coach. Oh yes. So the most important things to look for are, do you know the person? Do you like the person? And do you trust the person? Do you know them? What are they like as a human being? Not just as a coach, you know, would you have a good conversation, a good rapport with them? Do they make you feel comfortable and welcome? You don't want to feel nervous or intimidated by a personal trainer or a coach. So this is where like Instagram is kind of, it's great, but it's also a downfall because there are so many to choose from. And it's almost like window shopping. Mm -hmm. You just go from people's profile to profile to profile until you find one that, you know, oh, they look nice. Oh, I like, and you know, if you like them, then you can go on to the next step. You know, do you, do, do you like them? Have you seen how they work with other clients? Are they open and welcoming? Um, so in a gym situation, it's very easy to kind of watch a PT with their clients from afar. You can be like walking on the treadmill and you can like scope out the local PTs and see how they work and how they interact with people. 
do they talk about their life or do they just talk about training and nutrition? And really all you kind of want is just somebody to have a a chit chat with Mm -hmm. PT is very often like a a little bit of a therapy session. It's like when you go to the hairdresser and you just, you know, the last month of you just (laughs) verbal diarrhea and they just go, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And comb and cut your hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. From a PT side of thing, you know, would you, would you go for a drink with this person? Would you go and have lunch with this person? You need to enjoy being in their space if you're going to be paying them for their time. And the last one, trust. Do you trust the person? Do they have proof that they can provide you with the results that you want? So you wouldn't go to a swimming coach if you wanted to enter a bodybuilding competition and you wouldn't go to a transformation coach who focuses on body transformations if all you want to do is focus on your mental health and well-being. Mm -hmm. So find a coach or a PT that will support the results that you actually want. Also, as a final note on that, any PT or coach who is genuine and genuinely interested in you will provide you with a free consultation call to find more out about you and about and will not just talk about themselves as a sales pitch. Um, by the time you get on a call with somebody, you should already know, like, and trust them enough to, you know, be comfortable within that call. Yeah. Amazing. And what are your thoughts about kind of celebrity fit people in sport? I don't know how to call them. <laughs> Without influencers. They yes. are fit influencers. <laughs> exactly. What are your thoughts? Because can I just tell you very quickly my biggest bugbear with them and then you Go can answer it. that question. What really annoys me is when we're naturally very skinny people, they're trying to sell you something to be skinny. But it's like you've never, you've never experienced what it's like to have extra weight. So who are you to tell me? <laughs> that this is what I need to do? Yep, you've just hit the nail on the head. So I call them fitfluencers. Um, so it's, again, it's kind of easy. Does the person um, that you're looking at, are they primarily famous for something other than fitness, like reality TV or fashion modeling? Do they pr- promote like rapid results with some magic formula pills, shakes, tummy trainers, and other, you know, then avoid because they tend to be paid to be promoting these things. So there are so many really good real PTs and coaches out there um, that when you come across somebody who's famous and has like, I don't know, 50,000 plus followers, you think, who are these followers? Why is this person famous? And do they actually look like they go to the gym? Mm-hmm. Like, d- do they have any muscle definition? Do they have any client testimonials on their page? Or do they just talk about themselves and post selfies? And if you go through their stories as well, is it all is it all for show? Yeah. Or is there anything there to sort of let you know who they are? Probably not. Um, I, I can think of absolutely loads and... There's, there's some that, you know, I don't follow them because I don't like them to pop up on my timeline, but yeah, occasionally <laughs> I will go and look at their pages to have a little scroll down and just laugh to myself because I think <laughs> how, and it, it upsets me because so many people in the fitness industry, we call them gen pop, general population people, just they don't know any different. So they follow these people because they have a big following and they, they digest all of the information that they that they 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 post there's there's one person in particular i'm not even going to 
go into him, but he eats raw organ meat. Oh my God. Because he's like primal living. And I go onto his page and I laugh. I'm like, oh, mate, no, that's not healthy. That's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's the same. I mean, it's very similar thing with life coaching as well. There's so many like celebrity life coaches who they kind of, it's going to sound terrible, but pimp themselves out and they're going to sell their lifestyle, but actually always hiding there behind. And how, how is this advice going to help me personally, like a completely different person to them? Yeah. Yeah, so interesting, is it how it yeah, works? But I think it's very important to talk about it so people are just being a bit more mindful of who do they actually take advice from. Yeah, so another sort of thing that I, I could say is you have to be wary of, in terms of fitness and health and all that, your diet. So your diet, obviously, is what you eat, but you also have your surroundings, your the, the diet of what you ingest visually on your social media screen. I'm guilty as anybody. I get into bed at night and I spend 10 minutes scrolling through Instagram. Then I flip to Facebook. Then I go back to Instagram to see if I've missed anything. Hey, you're missing TikTok in your life, is it? That's the next yeah. thing for you. Oh, honestly, right. I have TikTok. I can't get my head around it. I'm trying. Yeah. All the cool kids are on it. And apparently it's very good for business, but I just... You know, yeah, I also feel a bit too old for it. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Really I've you. only just got my head around reels on Instagram. And I quite really enjoy them. I love the lip syncing (laughs) it does take me about 7,000 takes though (laughs) um yeah no genuinely if you want to if you want to know somebody and you want to ask fitness advice or health advice in general reach out to somebody just send them a dm and as lot if you'll know if you get a an automatic response back, you know, thank you for getting in touch. Uh, da, 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 da. Or whether, you know, you have to wait an hour and then somebody's like, oh, hey, thanks for your message. Um, yeah, sure. Let's, let's have a talk about this. What do you need help with? Mm-hmm. You know, everybody who gets into the fitness industry and lasts the first sort of two to three years <laughs> is genuinely interested in helping people, mm-hmm. helping people. Like I was put on this earth to make women feel fabulous. Mm-hmm. And if I can do that, then I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I just want to help as many women as possible know how good they're supposed to feel. Yeah. Um, yeah so digging through fitfluencers. Oh, I mean, anybody that kind of jumps around on like social media doing hit workouts or like, can I name drop him? Joe Wicks. <laughs> of course, please do. Joe Wicks. So... I love what he did during lockdown with getting kids moving and he's got all these lean in 15 cookbooks, but Oh, he just grates on me. <laughs> he just grates <laughs> on me. He really does. And so like coming back to the hit workouts, general population, people, people who don't train regularly, people who just want to feel a bit healthier, they're going to ruin their knees. They're going to hurt themselves. They're going to go over on their ankles if they start doing jumps side to side and, you know, trying to do a burpee. You're, not, you're going to, you know, pull something and then you'll be out the game for another two or three weeks and you won't do anything. And you'll think, no, that exercise malarkey is not for me. <laughs> exactly. And I think that happened to me. Like, I mean, I'm, I'll be 35 in the next few weeks. And it's just anytime I do too much, I don't know, some weird exercises, my back hurts. I was like, oh my God, I just can't get yeah. away with this anymore. I need to be really careful what I do. Yeah, no, my, um, ever since I had my son, my lower back has never been the same. Pregnancy was not kind to me, <laughs> um, which is annoying because I used to really love doing back squats when I was yeah. a power lifter way back in the day, but now I can't. 
I'm nowhere near half as strong as I used to be, but I'm okay with that because that's who I am now. This is me. And yeah, that again comes back to the accepting who you are, accept Mm -hmm. who you are now. And if there's something you want to change, then think about what you want to change and how you're going to change it. And if you're not sure how, ask someone, Mm -hmm. ask a fit pro, you know, the PT in your local gym, reach out to me on Instagram um, anybody, just anybody who is some form of personal trainer will be happy to help. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What are your thoughts as well on diet culture? Because mm. I know it's like, it's a big, big topic. Mm. I fully appreciate that. But if, I wonder if you could just break it down just a little bit. How do you feel about it? Okay. So diet culture as in like Weight Watchers, Slimming World, all of that yeah I think for me as well just the whole concept of the women have to look this one particular way and let us sell you millions and millions of stuff that will help you to get there basically that's what that's what I mean by diet culture so diet culture in terms of pre-existing brands like Weight Watchers and Slimming World they their focal point is on helping women to lose weight which It's good if you've got a little bit of excess weight to lose and you want to do that. But what that does is it creates a very unhealthy relationship with women and gravity Mm -hmm. because that is all weight is. I am, according to the NHS BMI, overweight Mm -hmm. because I'm heavy. Yeah. So BMI and weight do not take into consideration the actual composition of your body. How much muscle mass do you have? I mean, if you have a look at a rugby player, they are strong, stocky, they're fit, they can run about for however long a rugby game is. Um, But they are technically overweight or obese Mm -hmm. because for their height to weight ratio, it's not what the NHS deemed was healthy 60 years ago. Yeah. Um, so diet culture, I, I, I don't support any form of like extreme diet. And when I say extreme diet, I mean, cutting out certain food groups or Mm -hmm. certain foods. Now, obviously you have people who have celiac disease and they physically cannot eat wheat. They are allergic to gluten. It responds badly to them. You also on the flip side of that have people who are allergic to shellfish. They cannot eat it. That's not a diet. That's a dietary requirement. So when it comes to diet and what you eat in terms of pairing it with a fitness goal, I always say nothing is off limits. You just have to learn how to not be perfect. Mm -hmm. So many times I hear, oh, falling off the wagon at the weekend, or I'm going to get back on it on Monday. Why do you have to get back on anything? Your entire life should be uh, a nice little wave of gentle peaks and troughs. I'm waving my hand around there for people that can't see me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, you know, what's to stop you being, when you're so good Monday to Friday, Mm -hmm. say, for example, you stick to your 2000 calories Monday to Friday, but then Saturday, Sunday, you bump it right up to like three or 4,000 calories. You have a Domino's, you have two bottles of wine, you follow it up with a tub of Ben and Jerry's. And then you think, oh my God, I hate myself. I'm going to diet again on Monday. If you look at your calorie intake as a whole, 
over the course of the week, mm-hmm. the average will be higher because of those two bingey days. So what we need to do is start incorporating a little bit of what you fancy every day or every couple of days so that you don't feel the need to, you know, splurge at the weekend or splurge when you go on holiday. And it's like at Christmas time, for example, everybody panics about the week between Christmas and New Year because they feel sluggish. They've eaten so much. They've drank all the alcohol in the world. They've lived on mince pies, which is why everybody in January like diets or goes alcohol free. But don't worry so much about what you do between Christmas and New Year. Worry about what you do between New Year and Christmas. Amazing, yeah. You've got another 51 weeks there to, you know, just live healthily. I mean, I'm not going to lie. What did I have for tea last night? I had probably three glasses of wine and two glasses of champagne because my dad decided to open some champagne. (laughs) And my mum made a pasta bake. There was no protein in it apart from some salami. It was just a solid, stodgy, carby pasta bake. And you know what? I had two helpings. And then I had a toffee crisp. Because <laughs> my mum and dad, my mum and dad have a chocolate drawer. And you know what? I don't feel I don't feel guilty in any way because I'm like, well, my habits are good. Mm-hmm. For breakfast, I had some smoked salmon on toast and then I went to the gym. I've just come home now to speak to you and I have got in front of me a half empty plate of Thai chicken curry so that's I'm just getting straight back on it mm-hmm. there, there's no when I, when I mentioned perfectionism women want to be all or nothing and that's so dangerous like I, I use the analogy quite often of um dropping your phone so if you drop your phone and you scratch the screen you don't then stamp on it until it breaks do you and then think (laughs) oh sod it I'll go and buy a new phone Mm -hmm. no you pick up your phone you go oh I've scratched it I better take more care of that and you put it in a pocket Mm -hmm. and the same needs to be applied with your diet and your lifestyle you can have a blip or an off day or a day where you don't train or a lazy day on the sofa where you just eat all the ice cream in the world, that's fine. Because if your habits are good for the other 365 days a year, it doesn't really matter. I think I've gone off on a tangent again, haven't I? No, but I love your tangents. <laughs> really helpful to a lot of people. What would you say to someone uh, if you, they just feel very lost, they don't really know where to start, where would you suggest someone starts? Kind of looking uh, after themselves a bit better or learning how to live a slightly I would. I would always have somebody ask themselves why about four or five times. Why, why do I not feel good right now? Um, okay, because I'm tired in the morning. I don't want to get out of bed. I've got no energy during the day and I just want to sleep by 4 p.m. Okay, why have you got no energy in the morning? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, because I, had, uh, I, I don't sleep very well at night. Okay, why do you not sleep well at night? What's your sleep routine like in the evening? Well, I watched TV, then I had a couple of glasses of wine, a bit of pizza, and then I stared at my phone for half an hour. Okay. Why did you stare at your phone for half an hour? Well, because I didn't want to go to bed. Okay, right. Okay. So you've just you've just absolutely hit the nail on the head with the, the source of the problem. You don't want to go to bed, but it makes you feel rubbish mm-hmm. in the morning. So if you don't want to feel rubbish in the morning, then you have to accept that going to bed and putting your phone away is the action you have to take. 
and do that one thing. Do that one thing for a week. You know, go to bed half an hour earlier, put your phone away, give it a week, see how you feel in the morning. And if you feel better, great. Keep doing it and let's apply another action. And then you just sort of, you go from there. It might be, you know, your skin's dry, you're a bit tired all the time. Okay. Why? Have you had any water today? Well, I had a cup of tea this morning and a glass of orange juice at lunchtime. Yeah, but have you had any water today? Oh, well, no. Okay, go and drink some water. Mm-hmm. It's so basic. I um, <laughs> I call it with my clients it being a basic bitch <laughs> because the basic things you have to do are walk, drink enough water, sleep, mm-hmm. eat your vegetables and try and get a bit more protein in. That's it. Yeah. You know, it's like such boring answers in a way. <laughs> Just yeah, like, it is. Sorry, wish. there's no there's no shiny magic pill. Uh-huh, exactly. It's like, yeah. Susan, but tell me what to do. Give me a magic thing. Give me that. That's magic it, answer. Yana. That's it. Boring, People is it? <laughs> want an exciting, easy mm-hmm. answer. It's like, oh, how do I how do I lose a stone before my holiday in two weeks? Oh, here, take this magic pill and you'll be fine. No. Yeah. You should have thought about this three months ago and applied very small basic bitch habits mm-hmm. drink more walk more that's it sorry mm-hmm. it's really boring it is, is it? <laughs> i know it always comes down to that same as people talk about well-being and kind of mental mental health often it all comes back to that as well yeah put your phone away sleep better read the book before bed rather than scrolling instagram yeah. for two hours and another thing i hear quite a lot is women will say i know what i have to do i just don't do it mm-hmm. and that comes down to so one of my mentors always talks about something called linking. So you have a look at what your values are Mm -hmm. and how to link it to what you want. So for example, I know what I have to do. I need to eat more protein and more vegetables and not drink wine, but you don't want to do it. So why should you do this? What, what is it going to give you if you do this? Oh, well, it's going to give me more energy. I'm going to lose a bit of weight and I'm just going to feel better in myself. Okay, focus on that outcome. Mm-hmm. Focus on the outcome that you want. And this comes back to what I said at the start in faking it till you make it. Look at yourself in the mirror in the morning and go, God damn girl, I am fabulous and I'm going to have a great day. And then, you know, how do you want to feel at the end of the day? Or how do you want to feel tomorrow? Well, I want to feel like this. I want to feel like this tomorrow. Okay, so what do you need to do today to feel like this tomorrow? Uh, I should probably eat some healthy food and move my body. Okay, so you go and do that for the day. And then you get up the next morning and you're like, damn, I do feel better. Yeah. And that's it. You know, you just, you've got to wait 24 hours at a time. Every morning or every evening kind of assess how your day's gone of what you want the day to hold and just go from there. It's a boring ass rinse and repeat. Yeah, is it? It's all, but, it's sorry. Well. I was just going to say, like, it all goes back to taking a bit of responsibility over your life. I know it sounds so cliche mm-hmm. and annoying, but it's true though, is it? it's actually realizing, hold on here, I am an adult mm-hmm. and actually I can make these decisions for myself. <laughs> yeah, it always makes me laugh when I see that quote <clears throat> and it said, um, I was looking around for an adult, an adultier adult than me, <laughs> somebody else to adult for me. Exactly. Like, yeah. like my son's three and a half and I still go down to my mum and dad's like I did last night. And I'm like, mommy, feed me. <laughs> you always want someone else to look after you to take that control. But 
sometimes you just got to suck it up and do the work. Mm-hmm. That's actually my screensaver on my laptop. Big, huge words. Do the work. Yeah. Because no one's going to do it for you. Yeah. As boring as that is, is it? I know. <laughs> no, thank you so much, Susan. Listen, if someone wants to work with you or kind of learn more about what you do, what are the best ways to get in touch? Uh, you can reach me on Instagram. I am at fempowerpt. Uh, you can go to my website, which is www.fempowerpt.com. I've got all the information you could possibly want on there, contact forms. Um, but yeah, uh, or you can find me on Facebook, fempowerpt again. Uh, mm-hmm. Just have a Google and I will appear. I'm the cheesy, happy blonde one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, just if anybody has any questions on the back of this, fire me a message and I'd be more than happy to have a conversation. Fantastic. Yeah, because you're quite active on social media as well. So I do recommend oh, I love it. following. I love it. <laughs> actually just before we finish as well how do you keep the more healthier relationship with social media oh because you're so active on it you're good in it but also do feel like you have quite good boundaries in your life i might be you know what i think this comes back to when i worked offshore and i literally my social life was on social media and facebook Mm because i was stuck in an office on in the middle of the sea yeah and so that's my that's my way of communicating with people and it's quite funny because like loads of my friends never bother getting in touch with me because they see me on social media they know that I'm fine they know what I'm doing so when I catch up with them like they just tell me everything what they've been doing but they never ask me because (laughs) they know (laughs) doesn't bother me at all I just love it I love sharing I'm so much of an over over sharer but it's good it fits well fun to watch as well I like your sense of humor yes yes I always like to um keep a bit of realness about it Mm, like I love a filter especially right now I'm so glad that this isn't actually a video because I've got the most (laughs) humongous spot between my eyebrows I might give him a name if he doesn't go away soon (laughs) I think you should Awesome. Thank you so much, Susan. Listen, no, I will thank link... you for having me on. Oh, you're so welcome. I will link everything below as well so people can get in touch if they want to. Fabulous. Thank you. All right, my dear. Thank you so much for listening. It would mean a world to me if you rate this podcast. If you're using an Apple podcast app, all you need to do is just scroll down a bit and hit those five stars. Don't forget to subscribe, that way you will not miss any future episodes. And if you would like to work with me as a life coach, you can find all information on my website and you can get in touch with me through my Instagram or email. All will be linked in the show notes.